What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back. It's the Unfiltered Experience. It is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you're at your place for unfiltered conversations. I am Christopher Rausch, your No Excuses Coach, and I'm super excited to be here with my brother in arms over here. Scott Goyette, very excited to be with you as well, Chris. It's a beautiful Friday evening, and I'm pumped. A little bit pumped. I'm pumped. I'm going to pump you up. Hey, speaking of that, have you seen the new Arnold documentary that's going on? I think it's on Netflix or something like that. It's like an eight-part series about his life. I have not actually. I'm excited. Dude, it's worth your investment of time. I mean, I, I heard a portion of like his total story years ago because I really didn't care for him that much. I mean, he was all right and everything, but uh, hearing his backstory and really hearing his his dedication and his commitment to to never it's giving insane. up, you know, to, to come here to the United States to become a bodybuilder, to become an actor, to become a leading actor, to become the governor, it's really, really an inspirational story about grit, determination, and and kind of what we've been talking about in this series is you know who am I? And he was just really he's really clear with who he is and what he wants to do. Highly recommend it. And I love the evolution of who am I in that too, because at first it's just get here, then it's bodybuilder, then the best bodybuilder, then he wants to be an actor, and then an actor turned to a politician, and then just be, you know, a good family person. I mean, it's it's amazing how we can evolve in that I am statement, you know, framework. And I think that's what the whole thing is all about. You know, I am now, I am present, I am aware. And those are the, some of the ones that I think are really going to kind of come to the surface as we listen to these eight people that we're interviewing over the course of this season, because, man, there's some powerful stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're not present and you're not in the moment willing to grow, then what are you? <laughs> yeah, you're either. You're, I mean, I think you're either growing or dying. You know, I mean, when we kind of just boil things down to brass tacks, which is something I've been revisiting a lot lately, is sometimes we overcomplicate things. And, you know, just really thinking about that and, and getting, you know, clear about and intentional, I think about really who it is that, again, thinking with the end of mind, like if I wake up every day and I know who it is that I want to be remembered for, then I know who it is that I need to become for that particular day. And I think that's something that's that's kind of cool is, is thinking about how we can grow and evolve every single day and discover more of who we are. And I'm finding I just did a post in the Ron and Scripted uh, uh, group talking about my perspective of time and just how, how crazy and how fast time is going by, um, which is just causing me even more to, to just really fully embrace these moments and enjoy this ride that I'm on and this journey that I get to discover who I am through these trials and challenges and successes of being you know, the person that I want to be remembered for. So I think, I think this, this series of conversations that we've been having from so many different uh, diverse people and their backgrounds and their experiences um, really is just going to send the viewer into a whole new state of awareness. I believe. What do you think, man? I, I am with you. And um, I just, you know how, I mean, we talk about this all the time. First and foremost, my last post was, are you surviving or thriving? Which goes right on that. And that was, you know, we weren't talking, we're just putting the same kind of stuff. And to your point about the moments, Chris, I had one of those like really crappy situations turned beautiful today. I walked into the sauna, which is where I meet everybody and have my conversations, which I told you. And I walked in and I said, how are you guys doing? And I just started talking to people and I high five this one guy. And I'm like, can I sit here? And I, and I go, man, I'm so happy to be alive today. I go, that's my thing, man. You know, if I'm alive, I'm, I'm just happy. And then he goes like this. He goes, my brother passed away yesterday. And so <laughs> I went, I went from up here. <laughs> to hear it. And I'm like, and I just, you know, met, met his energy and I know him. I, I always forget his name, but we say hi to each other. And I will say this, man, we had the most beautiful conversation for like 20 minutes. I almost melted and passed out. I think we <laughs> forgot we were in a sauna, but um, we just talked about exactly that. We talked about how beautiful the moments are. And I asked him about, you know, the family and what they're going to do to celebrate his life. And I watched him go from, again, you know, he just lost his brother. He got yeah. a stroke and it was, the second stroke he had because he had one and, and it just sudden but you know they thought it could happen again but the most beautiful conversation about him asking questions about who he was and i saw him talking through it and then it's one of those things that i think really makes us come to present is, is hearing that seeing that and and i was glad to be there as part of his grieving and walking through and i think we need to be there for each other we need to be there selling writing our moments we need to be here in the present moment and that's what this show is all about right now. It's about that, you know, I am present, I am in the now, and everyone needs to watch these eight because they come from a very different angle. And there's some happiness, there's some sadness, there's some um, for, you know, like excitement for what's tomorrow, but there's all the emotions that we feel in life are embedded into each of these interviews. And as they were unfolding, I know you felt what I felt, I was like, holy crap, like, 
these are really, really, really good. And I'm very excited for everyone to see these. Like, real excited. Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to your point, Scott, the the power, the vulnerability in what these these folks were sharing with us. I mean, it's my it's I, and I say this publicly. It's one of my goals when I interview somebody is to get them to share something they may have, maybe haven't shared before, or get them to get emotional. You know, really try to get them in touch with their feelings of who the true essence of that person really is. Yeah. And I believe in every one of these conversations, each one of those individuals got to a point where like. You know, they just felt they just knew we were just having this conversation to enlighten and brighten people's lives and to bring, you know, the opportunity for them to shift their perspective about their situation, maybe save them some of the heartache they had. And time after time, that vulnerability, really, you could see that transfer into their strength and to realize that they had to go through that particular situation or experience to become the person that they are today. I just touched base with Earl. Uh, I think yesterday I was going to tell you about that. I just touched base on Messenger. I said, hey, what's going on, man? How are you doing? He's like, I'm doing good. You know, I'm dealing with this pain. And I said, I totally feel you. I've been in chronic pain since 2006. And I said, I just got to thank you again, brother, for for that conversation because it's it has stuck with me, you know, thinking about what he had said. Yeah. And we just encourage each and every one of you to make it a point to watch these. I mean, Scott and I are live right now. What we're going to do is we we decided to do this the whole show a little bit differently, really with the emphasis in, of you guys in mind, thinking about how can we provide you the most powerful conversations in a concise amount of time that where you could watch it, you know, or listen to it uh, while you're on the treadmill, you're at the gym, you're taking a walk, you're driving to work, whatever it might be. You can listen to it on the podcast, or if you like still watching our beautiful faces, you can watch it on the video cast and really just said, okay, what can we do to, to, to really bring this value and while we're always intentional with each and every show bringing you this season talking about who are we and and, and saying okay let's ask these these experts and they're uh, experts of being who they are let's ask these guys and bring this umbrella topic to you and then bring all these different variations of who am i and that identity because one of the things i was thinking about scott is you know oftentimes we don't necessarily like when i ask people like who are you you know, like when they have to oh let me think about that but i thought about it in a different way who am i not Mm -hmm. Maybe we, we didn't even really ask that question. So, I mean, maybe to think, to get people started, if they're having a trouble with thinking about, you know, who am I asking like, okay, who are you not? Okay. I'm not a thief. I'm not a traitor. I'm not, you know, and then getting aligned with those values and say, okay, well, this is what I am then. What do you think about that? Cause we didn't, I don't think we talked about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, here's the thing, any way that you can get from, you know, a point of confusion to clarity is a good methodology. And so, um, that's one more way to, you know, walk down the street. What's up, Chad? What's going on, Marlene? It's good to see you guys. Yes. Um, but again, yeah, I mean, any methodology that can get you to clarity is a good methodology. And and I love using different modalities and tools to to get you to that space. I mean, even like when we're doing the, you know, our integration group and we're, we're talking some of the little things, the little tweaks, like the simple thing. So one thing we'll share with you guys that we're using personally. Let's say, for example, there's an I am statement that I'm not coming to grips with just yet. Let's say that I want more peace in my life. One of the things we've been talking about is rather than saying I am peace and challenging the subconscious mind and having a battle, just introduce it to the concept of peace. So every time a car passes you and cuts you off, just say peace, 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 peace. Every time you're in a situation where you're about to get in an argument with your significant other and you're both triggered, peace, 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 peace. Now the subconscious mind can accept the idea of saying I am peace. So as we're doing these shows, as we're, you know, going through these things, take note of some of the, you know, the ideas, maybe one of them is maybe explore, explore what I'm not. Maybe if there's an I am statement that doesn't really resonate with you yet, but you know, you want it to be a manifestation, maybe start saying just the word, you know, peace or, or love or whatever it is just say it enough so that your subconscious mind is cool with it and then become it so yeah i love the idea mm, yeah and i think one of the things that really was interesting out of the conversations was the idea about really you know the first thing that has to come in any of these situations is the awareness the awareness yes. factor and then the next part of it is the acceptance factor but the thing i loved also about what we, i think we asked most of the people like talking about to get to where they were today or where they are today what part empathy and forgiveness played in their journey, right? Because so many yeah. times we're, we're not able to be really be who we are because we're so still involved with the perspectives and the beliefs and the truths that we that brought with us our entire life, all of that baggage. And so what I loved about each of the guests is talking about, okay, how do you find empathy and forgiveness in, in these people? And a lot of it narrowed down to the fact, like if we had been in their shoes, might we have been like them? 
And then the other trade-off, if I remember right, and correct me if I'm wrong, the other trade-off was that they realized that those lessons, that person was there to bring them those lessons that they needed to learn in that particular time and that they're glad they learned those lessons because they never had to repeat them again. And I think that was beautiful as well, because if we can have that awareness, then we can have that acceptance. And then the next thing we could do is take that action. Then we're on our road. And that's one thing we really want to implore about you guys. When you watch these episodes every single Friday night, same time, 5 PM Pacific standard time, or you can catch it on the podcast. Uh, make sure you go to iTunes or Spotify um, is take notes. You know, you think about, like Scott said, we have eight powerful guests. We might have nine, eight powerful guests. You think if you write down just two, just two walk away things that you can implement in your life to shift your perspective or something you can start taking advantage of every single day. Just think about where you can be in 12, 18 weeks. Like think about that. You change a little bit every single day. You apply these differences into your life and think about letting go of the baggage that you've been carrying around and feel like, man, if I didn't have this animosity and anger towards my boss or towards my sibling or towards my parents, how much different would I feel? Um, that was, that was for me really healing Scott. I mean, just to see that that was the evolution, that process that we all have to go through that shit in order to get to the other side of it. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and that's a, a very important thing too, is like, when we're talking about forgiveness, one of the things that Jack, what's up, Jack? Yeah, we have, um, some people have a misconception of what forgiveness really needs to be because forgiveness is the disconnection from the emotional attachment to a traumatic event or something somebody's done. So if I have anger or shame attached to an event and every time something reminds me of the event through a trigger, that's what I'm trying to remove is that emotional attachment. So that doesn't mean that I forgive a person for being a horrible person. That doesn't mean I said it's okay. Right. What it means is I'm no longer attached to the emotional commitment I've made. So I'm not going to stay in a space of shame and I'm not going to stay in a space of anger because I mean, Jacques, so, you know, want to understand this too. You can literally just fill your cup with anger to a point that you can't be present. And so whatever it is, if it's a sadness, you know, anger, shame, guilt, regardless, you've got to cut ties with that so you can be present. That's a huge point of being a mindful person. So those questions that you were asking, Chris, um, as far as empathy, forgiveness, huge, the answers were beautiful and not exactly the same with each person. Mm -hmm. So they're all coming to probably the same answer from a different road. And maybe you can choose your, your path of how you forgive or how you empathize based on some of the things you're gonna see through these eight awesome interviews. Yeah. And I think with that, I'm going to just show, I just want to show a couple of them. We'll show you guys like little 60, 60 second excerpts, but, uh, here's our brother from, uh, he's been on the show before as well. Ty sweet. Here's some, uh, some really incredible words that he shared. So here you go. You have to break that cycle. When you break that cycle with love and seeing, Hey, I can take my experience. I can take all that I've been through and I can share that in a way that helps somebody else who's just now going through it because I've already been there. Yep. And when you help someone else, then that begins to create that ripple effect and they get through it. They're, they're finding more love in life and they're living life to the fullest. And then it creates an even bigger ripple effect because they help someone else and then they help yes. someone else. It starts in your family, it starts in you, then it goes to your family, then it goes throughout your community and then that pain is being healed throughout your community, throughout your state, your city, throughout your country, then ultimately throughout the world. Um, yeah. Bam like spam. That's our boy, Ty. What'd you think it. of that little excerpt, Scott? I, I just, I, I have to remind everybody, if you're gonna have one I am statement at all, have one that has to do with the, the powerful nature, the infinite nature of you, because to say I am divine, I am infinite, I am powerful, anything that resonates with you really goes along the lines with that. Because when you do the inner work, the butterfly effect is, is quick. So once I'm strong and I'm leading by example, people see me. And I don't know if people realize the effect that they have on others. A lot of you know, people will say, oh, you know, like how many people am I really touching? I'm just blank. And then they'll label their job and say, I'm a mom, I'm this and that. And I don't think we realize how many people see us on a day-to-day, -day, you know, what we're presenting. And so Ty nailed it. We are super powerful beyond our, our understanding. And so be the best version of yourself because the world needs you. And I mm -hmm. cannot stress that enough. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, again, when we think about it, I got somebody the other day with one of my posts, I can't remember what it was, they didn't reply publicly, but they sent me a private message. And I said, you know, if you are going to like 
bitch about your life, then you have to take personal responsibility for where you're at and what you're doing. And one of those responsibilities is to come here and leave things a little bit better than the way, the way you found them. And that starts with, with ourselves. And with that, what I loved about what Ty was saying is the fact that we get that opportunity to go help another person in our life. And um, this person actually took issue when I said, um, what in the fuck are you teaching your kids? Like if you're, you're sitting there, you're in a shitty relationship, you're in a shitty marriage and you're like, Oh, I'm just going to stay together because I want them to show. And the kids already know it. I said, what are you, what are you sharing with them? You're, you're, you're leading a poor example of these poor kids. Your demonstrations, your actions should be setting an example for what your kids should be following. I said, if you're not, you're being a hypocrite because you're sitting there telling them, you know, to do these things, but yet you're doing something different. And this person took exception with me and I, I wound up through message, you know, kind of reshaping their perspective. I said this, you should take that personally. I mean, you have a responsibility. We all do. And hopefully, like Ty said, if we can go through these challenges and these battles and more importantly, maybe go back and help their, our youth, you know, become a, a big sister or a big brother, go mentor some at-risk kids who are dealing with the stuff. We can make this world a better place together from having gone through some shitty stuff. That's an interesting one. Um, the one with uh, mentoring kids. I don't, I, let's save that for another show because mm -hmm. I have a lot of stuff to say about that because I've watched how that plays out. And so right. I've also seen it from Love now, yeah. yeah, I've seen it from Go Love Now and I've seen it from um, my wife being in Big Brothers, Big Sisters. There's something to be said about the amount of time a person is in their own home and getting one thing in their ear and then a small amount of time. It's almost chaotic for them because they're getting one voice saying you can and nine voices saying you can't or just, you know, do this or do that or like be on, you know, the welfare system, whatever, versus do some work. I've watched so many people get frustrated with the system to what Ty said. I think there's a, something more important is we've got to get people in different communities in all communities to be the light and be the example, because the best way out of a situation or, um, any space where you're doing less than you've got to have people who are leading by example. And for somebody to come in from outside the community and say, Hey, follow me it's a really hard thing to do. And I'm not denying these groups. I'm just telling you, you can go look at the numbers and see how they work out. So I would go with what Ty said, figure out how you be the, you can be the best version of yourself and demonstrate that and allow people to see that. Does yes. That no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I just want to make yeah. sure my wife is going to get my kid. I could, um, literally, I could literally do a whole show about that discussion because through go love now and through other organizations, yeah. I've gotten very frustrated with the results. And what I realized is it's no different than the subconscious mind. If I'm battling the subconscious mind from one thing here in the conscious mind and the subconscious mind is repeatedly saying you can't, and this says you can, people lose in general without the support. That's what happens there is one person saying you can do whatever you want. And then they go home and go, don't do your homework. Let's just go out and party or whatever. If that's what they're getting at home, then that's, there's very few kids that have the willpower to get out of that. And it's very frustrating. True. No, that's, that's something we could dedicate some conversation to, especially uh, given what kids have been going through and are going through, you know, oh it's sad to see and hear the fact that they just don't believe that the world's going to be around very much longer with the climate change. And the fact that, you know, and somebody pointed it out to me, like when you think about, you know, the kids now that are 18, 19, all the different things that they've grown up with seeing, you know, they with all the plagues and all this and all the, and they, they've grown up with a lot of negativity. And so that them finding prosperity and hope is, is pretty uh, challenging. But uh, uh, one of the other uh, clips that I wanted to share was our brother Jimmy Dennis. If you guys don't remember Jimmy Dennis, he was oh, on our show much, much uh a long time ago. Much, much a long time ago. A long time ago. Too. He was on like yeah. a, a few months ago again for the second time. Right. And he's the guy that was actually on death row for 25 years for a murder he did not commit. Um, so he's back on the show talking about his life and talking about his I am statements and and, and just where his perspective is. And I just uh think what he shares in this one is, is so what am I saying? I'm saying if you got any single solitary person in your life. That's a naysayer. Cut them off. Get rid of them. Stop mm -hmm. talking to them. It doesn't have to be a knockdown, drag out argument. No, no, no. You need to distance yourself from negativity. You need to distance yourself from people who don't believe in you. Mm -hmm. Right? Amen. And it doesn't matter if you want to be an engineer, an architect or you want to be the best secretary or the best carpenter or a chef or whatever it is you want to be, go after your dream. Mm -hmm. Because I'm telling you, you could do it. And when somebody tell you you can't do something, what you should do is laugh in their face and just keep moving 
Do it twice and take in a positive way. Do it twice and take pictures of it. That's what, that's, yeah. what, that's what I say. Because I guarantee you, guarantee you, that same person ain't your friend. Yeah. Jimmy Dennis, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, what did you think of that black that little clip? He he dropped a lot of bombs, but I love that one. I like his intensity because yeah. you know he's doing it. You know, like, so like I might sit here and speak more peacefully. He's like jumping through the screen when he's talking because he means mm -hmm. it and he believes it. And honestly, that's the point. He believes in himself. He's conveying it and he's selling that because it's real. So I think people need to listen to that intensity because when you have a dream, you've got to go after it with that kind of intensity. It might not be coming out of your mouth. It might be the passion, the fire. But his point, you already have your subconscious mind and everybody before you saying, I don't know if you can. You don't need to have actual people in your life next to you questioning you. And I've heard this said before, and I used to disagree with it. Be careful when you share your vision with everybody in your dreams, because some people yeah. will try to squelch it. Oh, yeah. I was always like, nah. The more I think about it, the more I have to agree with that because there's people, their intentionality is just to take you down or question you or say, I knew Chris was nothing. I knew Scott couldn't do that. And it's like, you know, if that's all that you're going to pour your energy into, this is why we need to be this much better because there's still people out there who are so low. The only thing they can do is drag somebody else down with them to not feel yep. alone versus boost somebody up. All I know is 24 seven, and you know, this, Chris, if you're around me and you're not excited, then you're missing something because I'm always going to support you. I want you to kick ass in life to no avail. Even people aren't my friends. I don't care. Like if, mm -hmm. if you're onto something, I want you to succeed. And I don't, I do get it, but I, I wish that people didn't try to hold people down because I really want everyone to find their brilliance and share it with the world from the bottom of my heart. Mm -hmm. well, that's, I mean, you have an abundant, you have an abundance mindset. I mean, that's one of the two different things we talk about looking through the lens of love or fear, the same thing, abundance or scarcity. Am I looking at things as, as a scarce resource? Am I looking at money as like, oh, that's something that's hard to get. It's something that's always been hard to get. That's something that I've been working on is it just, it's just energy. It's, I'm just exchanging energy. It's not, it's not anything that has a particular weight to it. Sometimes we give that weight to it based on our experiences. Like I grew up without money and grew up poor and grew up homeless and all these different things. So money has a weird thing for me, but it's just energy. And that's the thing that I loved about these conversations is we strip down all the fluff and we strip down, you know, getting, getting underneath who am I, not what am I doing, but where am I, who am I being, right? We're always doing, going, doing, going, doing, going. Who are you being? Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, keep my head above water. Da, 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 da. Okay. How can you expect your life to change if you're constantly dog paddling in the same spot? Right. And so I think from these conversations, we, we started digging into that and sitting there saying, okay, if we identify ourselves by a label, then we're limiting our true power for abundance. Because we've limited by that instead of saying, I am love, I am abundance, right? And you talk about that so eloquently. I mean, when you talk about the the rock and the, the rock water metaphor, I think that's a good visual for people to really see where it is that they're hanging on to things that don't serve them. Yeah. And, and I'll share that again right now, because that's something that we're going to be talking about throughout the, uh, the sessions. Um, one thing I want everybody to figure out and really conceptualize. Life is dynamic, life is water, life is fluid. So in essence, we are fluid, we are dynamic, we are water. The minute you get a grip on that and you stop grabbing onto what I call rocks, your whole life changes. So imagine this, you see life going waves. There's times where like for a good 10 years, everything, and I'm not saying our individual you know, stuff isn't always, is all perfect, but collectively it seems like things are in flow. You'll see like 10 years, 15 years, everything is in flow. No different than a river. There's times where the river is just smooth and you're sitting in your kayak and you're talking to your buddy and then the rapids come. We're in a very unique set of rapids right now. Think Niagara Falls and you've got a Walmart kayak. So you're going to be getting banged around on these rocks if you choose to stay and flow. Now, that's the way that you're going to actually evolve because you are the river. So in the flow, in that flow, you're going to you need to stay in it. Too many of us are getting very nervous or wanting to grab onto the illusion of certainty or comfort. And we get onto a rock and we think we're safe. All that's doing is delaying the inevitable of being in the flow of the river. True. And so one of the things that I'm seeing is, you know, somebody will have an ideology a political ideology. This is who I am and that's all they are or a race, you know, I'm this race and that's all I am. So they're picking one component of what they perceive to be their identity and they're sitting on the rock with that so a certain gender issue a certain belief pattern religion whatever it is 
they're sitting there and they're arguing from that rock and saying, this is all that there is. You can sit there all day, every day for the rest of this physical existence and life is going to pass you by. Oh yeah. And, and everything that you've dreamed of, everything you wanted, everything you really are is in that river, not on that rock. I promise you. And you're going to hear collectively from the people that we spoke to, you're going to hear that. You're going to hear the response to that metaphor and how they stay and flow and don't get in the rock. And I'm also going to ask you this too. If there's a minute where you're drowning and you needed to get to get on a rock, give yourself grace, get on the rock. I'm not telling you to drown. <laughs> what I'm telling you is don't stay on the rock and create an ideology from that rock that that's paramount. The river is reality. The rock is the illusion. The rock is the illusion of comfort. So get off it as quick as you can and be the river, be in the flow. Mm -hmm. It's so true. I've been telling so many people lately, I've been reminded of the fact, you know, just take imperfect action. Like when I think about, as I've been going through this book, you know, the book I wrote about my life and I think about what are some of the commonalities of what it is that, I, that got me to where I'm at. I just kept going. I just mm. went, I just made the decision and I figured it out. I made the decision and I figured it out. I made the decision. And, th and I think about now how much I hold myself back because everything has to be perfect. Oh, let me get this done. Let me get this done. Oh, then I'll, then I'll do this. And it's like, before I would just put shit out and I'm like, okay, I learned my lesson. Let me put it, let me do it again. Let me do it again. And that's what I, I, I love about the fact of these conversations is everybody just kept going. They stayed resilient. They stayed in the game and they kept trying to find a bigger reason, a bigger why for them to continue through those challenges to ultimately figure out who they are. And I think that, um, you know, you and I are blessed with so many amazing people in our life who've helped us become who we are. Um, we got some of them actually here right now. We've got uh, Rick Salinas in the house. What's up, Rick? He says, this sounds a little ignorant, but this is discussed a lot in the Latina community. Um, he also goes on to say, he goes, uh, I mean, uh, I sound ignorant, not y'all. This is a good, this is a good point. Thank you, Rick. Um, We're all ignorant a lot of the times. And then every once in a while we sound brilliant. <laughs> yeah. We got Debbie in the house. She says, Christopher and Scott, good Friday evening. Thank you for being here. We got Robert Broker in the house. What's up, Robert? He says, getting good at that. Yeah. Getting good at that. I mean, um, ultimately we got Jock in the house. He says, if you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, become the fucking light. Damn. Go gray, baby. Well, we got Steve in the house. What's up, Steve? Thank you for joining us. This is, hey, brother, hope you are well. I am well. We are well. We are loving life. We got Jacqueline Rose in the house. Thank you, Jacqueline, for being here. I uh, got our brother, Chad Pape, in the house. He says, what do you want to be? No, not what. Oh, yeah. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? You know, and I think about having, you know, mentors in our life and having heroes in our life and, and, and setting the benchmark. I know that for me, I didn't have any male influences in my life. So my heroes became rock stars. And one of my first hero was John Bon Jovi. And the reason why he was my hero is he just kept going and kept going and kept trying and new music and new hairstyles and new things. And then he started the John Bon Jovi Soul, Soul Kitchen Foundation to help yeah. feed the hungry and the homeless. And I was just like, man, this guy's got a heart and he's got a work ethic and he's got, you know, he cares about his wife and he's married his childhood sweetheart. You know, who, who are those people in your life, Scott, when you think about this conversation of who am I and who you are today as a dad and as a husband and as a business owner and as a teacher, a professor and everything else, who are some of those people in your life now you look back on and that, that helped you become the man you are today? So, so, you know, what's funny at first I did exactly what you did. I would pick one person and I'd, I'd kind of glue myself to them and be like, I want to be like that person. So it'd be an athlete who was two years older, who I was like, I want to be that person. And then you'd learn something about them and you'd be like, I don't want to be like them. And, and I've talked about this too, when you have mentors or people that you want to become like, I want to suggestively sell this to everybody. You don't need to be like somebody in full because nobody's going to be up to your standards because Chris's point of who do you want to be? Those are standards and principles that you need to live by, but you can learn so much from the principles this person has in a specific area of life. So I want to be like them athletically. I want to be like them spiritually. I love what they do, you know, in their relationship and how they treat others or how they parent. And so the most recent ones, I want to be careful saying the names because mine are actually people. And so I, I don't want to share them because there's there's pros and cons and there's evolution of how I see them. Gotcha. But I will say this, there's been athletes, there's been CEOs, there's been people or friends of mine that I love certain things and then I became disappointed. And those disappointments are okay because they taught me what you said, like what I want to be and what I don't want to be. So they actually showed me, hey, I like these points about them. I'm going to become that. And they taught me. And these things I do not want to become. So, yeah. so yeah. And, and I think we've got to look at people like that. Nobody's perfect. Um, I love your John Bon Jovi one, like as a, as a rock star, because look what he's done with his sports team, giving back to the community, being a loyal 
you know, a, a husband and, and a dad. And yeah. he just seems like a cool dude. So yeah. I don't want to know any more about him. I just want to like him. <laughs> well, and he has a he has a row a wine company called uh, uh, Hampton Water. Mm. Hampton Water. It's a it's a thing he's got with his son Jake Bon Jovi. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so when you kid like in a business, it's incredible. Yeah, it's just sad he can't sing anymore. But that's for another show. Um, can't sing you know, anymore? You no, his voice is all fuckered up. John Bon Jovi sounds terrible. Yeah, Dude, a couple couple years ago, he he was here. All the girls in Austin went and loved him. He's incredible. Go, go listen to his years. last tour. Go listen to his last tour. I could sing better than Bon Jovi. It's oh, it's sad. So, it's he's, sad. So he's like hanging onto the microphone. He's like, oh, we're halfway there. Oh, oh. It's it's like, what happened, dude? It's kind of sad. But um, yeah. well, you know, he had his he had his run, and we love him for it. So it's yeah, cool. yeah. No, he's a great singer. And I think about you know, um, let's share another one of those. Uh, let's share another one of those gizmos. Uh, yeah. Who do we want to share from? We got uh, Stefan. We got Tunisia. We got Emilio and Rachel. Um, we got John. We could do oh. Earl again. Yeah, why, don't we, why don't we throw girls in there real quick cool we're talk about things that i have not experienced mm. so on november 12th of this past year my only child my daughter died and it was a surprise what and she simply expired her heart gave out and she died on the spot wow and i will tell you that Part of my I am statement used to be because it is variant, because there is no one thing that you can I am. You must allow for the dynamic of change to come into your life. So in one minute, it can be that I am peaceful, <laughs> I am tolerant, I am patient. Um, but in that moment, I lost every perspective of my I am because we often ground ourselves in our children. Yeah, and we foundation our I am our identity uh, on our children. Man, that's crazy. That one gets me every friggin' time, dude. Every time, every time. Yeah, yeah well, that was of... just that was just as crazy as in the sauna today. You know, where you come in with like a certain energy, and it shifted like instantly because Earl is one of the most brilliant I am developers that i've met as a coach he's so articulate and eloquent at getting you to a space of finding your i am statements he's he's a master and his mastery is he's bringing you past the subconscious mind to your infinite truth so you talked to earl two years ago this is what Earl's saying to you i am divine i am creator i am present i am now i'm universe i'm love and he's saying it with such authenticity that you can become that quickly but I love the fact that he's hyper aware that we're in this dualistic existence and we have our spirituality, but we're as humans, we suffer. And for him to come up with that, you know, I'm devastated in the current moment and that's where he is present. And then say, I am now, I am present. Man, that was very powerful. And I think some of the people who are going to be listening to this show, I'm sure some of them are grieving for something because, you know, we're all in, in places of loss. And so whatever you're grieving for, remember that and make sure you check out Earl's show because again this guy is somebody who nine times out of ten when you meet him you feel very grounded and you connect with his spirituality and he elevates your spirituality but in this present moment he's in the grieving process that we all need to do because if we don't grieve then we get stuck with those emotions and we're stuck so listen to what he's doing um Chris again connected with him earlier today and I did the same thing and um I spoke to him and he he said it's hard and it's hurting him, but he's moving through it and he's getting past back to that divine state. And again, I can only imagine what it's like to lose your only daughter. That's mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's unconscionable. It's unconscionable. And he had such a great attitude about it. And I've got another friend of mine. He lost his son. His son barely turned 16 years old, got into a, a, a an isolated accident on a windy road. And actually, Larry was on scene with his son as he passed. And I mean, really just went through a messed up situation. And now on the other side of it, he's like, he goes, Ben needed to be on the other side with me. So Ben's now my angel. Now he's writing a book. He's a total business guy. He's a green beret. The people wanted him to run for president. I mean, just amazing, amazing dude. And he's like, so now I'm writing this book and people are going to think I'm crazy, but I feel like Ben is talking to me from the other side and he's guiding me. You know, it just depends on what perspective we want to have and put on things. I mean, that's the way I look at life. I'd look at, like, I just came with the realization helping somebody the other day. 
And I said, what if that person had to go right then because you need, you got all everything that you needed from that person. And now they got to go help you on the other side, or they got to go help somebody else on the other side. Maybe this is all positive. Maybe they got you to where you needed to be. And if you're focused on that, you got that far and you're going to take that legacy and carry that forward, then it's all not for, it's not, it's all not bad. And that's what I looked at when I've seen people pass away and the people have been so upset. I'm like, what would that person want for you? And I know for me, when I came back from a funeral, I was so mad. I was mad at God. I was mad. I mean, this 33 year old, beautiful woman, a mother of a three year old just drops dead. And I'm like, you know, why, why, why? And I was so mad. And I thought, okay, if Tiffany were here right now, what would she want me to do? What would she want me to say? And so times, so many times we go into self-destructive behaviors and we get mad. I'm like, she would want me to write a poem. She would want me to call people. And so I believe that when we can take these heartbreaks and, and, and channel them and, and find out some way to use that person's legacy, then, then their, their physical body may be dead, but their legacy and their, their, the core of their essence lives with us forever in the actions and the things that we do. Yeah. And I know you've lost people recently. I mean, oh, yeah. don't you, don't you feel like you still, you still carry on, um, Max and Jeff yeah, Max. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what was I could see his face. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. I, I mean, you know how I do this, you know, I take the best in somebody and we do this in the eulogy. I take the the verbs, the adjectives, the descriptors of that person, and I accentuate those. So Max was somebody who it didn't matter who was in the room, he would be as, as minimally judgmental as possible. If zero judgment is possible, that's where he'd be. And it just accept people. So when people came into a group, you're like, oh, do I belong here? Max just made you feel at home. And yeah. so I allow that to live on within me because I see, wow, what a beautiful quality. I want to become that. So I want to make sure that when you're hanging out with me, you're like, man, I feel really safe. And, and we just said it, you know, you're creating a safe space so that people can be vulnerable. I love that quality in him. Um, he made really stupid jokes. So do I. He's probably <laughs> laughing at me right now and going, my jokes weren't stupid. Yes, they were. They were stupid <laughs> and so are mine. Yeah, and and you know, that's what's funny about them. They're they're they're. they're the dumber they are, the more you have to laugh. And you're not sure if you're laughing at the person who's a joke. And it doesn't matter. Everybody gets to have a laugh. So take those things and bring them. And that's, I, I think that's a big part of the game. And I think Earl's going to get that too. You know, what can I do to take the most beautiful things my daughter to carry on? And hopefully those who are grieving will find a way to do that. And the other thing we've got to realize too, the more you loved, there's an equal opposite amount of grieving. Yeah. And, and that's part of the, that is one of the interesting parts of this existence, because the more you pour into something, there has to be an equal ops. Grief is just the amount of love, you know, the flip side of the amount of love. So I still think you got to love as hard as you can. Yeah. And you've got to you feel that grief and it's part of the process. And it might not be everything you want in this present moment, but you know, deep down inside, it's worth loving hard. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, to your point, Scott, you got to let go of what's not serving you in order to have more space to take on what does. And I think that was another commonality of the different people talking about their identities was the fact that self-love component, right? And so many times we're beating ourselves up and we're saying nasty things to ourselves and we're not treating ourselves very well with our nutrition and our hydration and everything else. But yet we have these expectations and these dreams and these desires to be happy and to have a great relationship and, and to be financially prosperous and everything. But we have these scarcity and we, we have these, these negative beliefs beating ourselves up. The thing I loved about each one of the guests that talked about their identity was it was the importance of having to be able to let go of things that no longer serve their greatest interest yeah, and get everybody. around those right people. Everybody, everybody had a, a let go story. Yeah. And, and and depending where they were in the phase, like or the, the process, a beautiful story of moving forward too. like yeah. not just the letting go, but what's next? Like you're going to see people in different stages of loss the more I'm thinking about it, it's this, this, this series, like you, you have to watch all of them. And I would do what Chris is saying. Take some notes because they're not all flawlessly according to the stages, but there's different stages of release yeah. and acceptance of what's new and moving forward and literally how to play the game of life with efficiency, effectiveness, and total presence. And that total presence part, you're going to see it in all the guests, every single one of these people, has a beautiful ability to come to the present moment and you're going to feel when they're there and you're going to see it and you're going to you're going to respond to it because you know chris's point get present get aware once you're aware then you can start doing the healing the growth truly understand who you are find clarity find purpose it's all waiting for you 
And if you're not 100% certain, which very few of us probably are, of your I am statements, keep listening and keep putting those down and do what Earl was saying too. Like have more than one, have your infinite ones, but also have some that are present moment. So let's say, for example, I say I'm a loving father and I am a committed husband. Those are very real and they're important to me. What if, you know, something crazy, like I lost my family or whatever. I might go and I am devastated, but I still always have my truth and my spirituality that I am divine. I am creator. I am universe. I am present. Those are there. Mm -hmm. And so putting together both sets of those, the fluid ones that are part of the river in this very dynamic existence, and then those ones that are more static, that it doesn't matter if I was, you know, preconception or posthumous or in the midst of this existence, I'm still creator, divine, universe, and now I'm still all of that. And those are ones that we can really come to understand ourselves when we're willing to say and buy into and fully embody. And it's mm -hmm. not easy. It takes time. There's processes to get there. Yeah. And you, I mean, it's like we've talked about so many times the compound principle. It's like you sit there and look at the enormity of something like, oh my God, that's going to take me forever. But how do you do it? You do it one step at a time. I right. was sitting there talking about somebody can't believe that today is 70. Today's the 75th day of my 75 hard. And I've had people reaching out like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I'm like, it went by so fast because I told people, I said, you, you could do it. It's just it's going to go by faster than you think it is. And it's already day 75. And that's, you know, that's that's craziness. But that takes commitment. That takes dedication. But also that takes, you know, the opportunity for us to to have that self-love, to have that commitment to, to what it is that we're doing. And I think about through this, through this time of this challenge, we were talking about like, you know, who am I? And I said, I texted you that one day I was at Disneyland and I was like, I am peace. Yeah. Like I was on a, I was on a tall, a tall ride and I was like, oh my God, I'm scared on this. I'm like, I'm like, no, I said yesterday I am peace. And so I, I was like, took a deep breath and, and I always do this like visual, like I'm inhaling like something really positive. I'm inhaling peace and I'm mm -hmm. exhaling anxiety. And I, I imagine I this it. is like clear, clear air. And then I imagine it's like diesel smoke when I say I'm releasing anxiety. And I just did that a couple of times. I'm like, no, Chris, you said you were peace the other day. And like to your point, Scott, it's not perfect. But when I sit there and stop and I'm having this, you know, feeling of anxiety or, or fear or sadness, whatever, I'm like, no, I said I was peace. And I'm like, I am peace. Take two deep breaths. Focus that on that. Um, if I was a peaceful person, what would I do right now? I would let this go. And it's crazy how you do this, how how you get progressively stronger and more aware to the point where it doesn't even come happen. It doesn't even happen anymore. 100%. And, and there's no such thing as, as spiritual bypassing. Like to doing this work is doing the work. There are ways to accentuate the work. You know, um, breath work, like holotropic psychedelic breath work helps. Um, more intense meditation helps. There's ways that we can move more quickly, but at the end of the day, we all have to do the work. And it starts with just that. I am peace and then challenge it. If you say I am peace, what should the universe do? Check with you. So Bring you peace. Yeah. yeah, but they got to check. I mean, it's got to check with you. So if if I'm the universe and I say I am peace, I'm going to go, okay. And I'm going to throw something non-peaceful in front of me and, and challenge me. And then once I pass the test, what, a couple of times? Then it says, let's move on. You pass that one. What's next in your idea of what you want to learn? And that's growth right there. So when you've recognized you want to be at peace, that's a lesson that you said, I'm taking this class in peace. And so, yeah. of course, you're going to get a non-peaceful opportunity that shows up. My favorite thing, and I've said this a million times, somebody says, um, you know, dear God or, or universe, make me strong. Be careful what you wish for. Because guess what happened when I said, make me strong. I want to be stronger because I want to be a better coach. Oh, really? <laughs> We're going to get you to flip a snowmobile. We're going to ruin some parts of your life. We're going to have a few people pass away. You strong yet? I'm like, shit, can't you just put a strong label on me? Like, <laughs> like a, a superhero cape? Can't you make my biceps just bigger? Come on, man. Do, it doesn't work like that. The, the universe is going to flip you upside down and put you in the you know spin cycle and then be like, you good? And I'm like, I'm strong. Are we good now? <laughs> So get excited about the process because you you will come out with what you want to be, but be cautious what you are trying to become because these are lessons, not spoon feedings, and that's the world we live in. So if you're ready for a lesson and ready for some beautiful growth and ready to sit in this beautiful, fluid, dynamic river and say, yeah, I can bounce off a rock or two because I know that beautiful, smooth area is coming after that, then play the game because you're going to be rewarded tenfold from your growth, or you can sit back and keep playing this game over and over and over again 
and never becoming what you truly could have become. Yeah. And the choice I feel like is obvious, but some of us don't want to lean into it. We want to be in the stagnant illusion of comfort and certainty on a rock. That's not where life is. It's in the river. You can either blame or take responsibility. And either way, when you look at it, you know, if you, if it's going to take three years to get, to get on the other side of something, what's going to happen in three years In three years, I will be 57. So I can either go through these three years and, and dedicate myself to this healing and still be 57, or I can get to 57 and go, wow, I'm still dealing with this shit. It's been three years. It's like, you just got to take that. In, you just got to take that imperfect action and just decide for yourself. What are you, when are you willing to tolerate? I mean, another way is, uh, I, I hope somebody else think about it this way. I'm like, I asked this person, I said, when are you going to have had enough? When are you going to have had enough? Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you mean? And I said, you're going to get to a point. What in this situation would cause you to have had enough? You've been dealing with this. You've been dealing with this. Dealing with it. So when is it, what would have to happen? And so I started talking to him. He's like, oh, okay. And I said, so you got to sit there and proactively think about that and start taking action now to avoid having that breaking point. Because either we're going to learn our lesson proactively or reactively. And so many times we have to have that bottom, hit the bottom or hit the rock bottom before we get become aware. Like I said, that awareness, that acceptance and that action, you know, we have to sit there and, and give ourselves that leverage to change. And so oftentimes, and I think that everybody that talked about this, talked about the fact that they, they stopped running to their short-term gratifications and they started getting real and raw and present and truthful with where they're at, where they were at with their lives and their futures and realized they didn't want to continue on that path anymore. And we're ready to release, you know, the people and the beliefs and the situations in their life that weren't conducive again, to being that person that they want to be. We just, we highly recommend you guys, you know, tune in, show up, take notes. You know, we're doing this for you and with you. We want to continue to grow with you guys. Um, Scott, our first guest is going to be John Pablo. You want to talk a little bit about John, give him a little introduction and then we'll, we'll leave people with, uh, to come back next week. Absolutely. So John Pablo um, is an orthodontist and his belief in being an orthodontist is he doesn't identify with the job. He identifies with that being a vehicle that he can help help people have a smile they can stand behind and fall in love with themselves. So he's all into go love now and the whole concept of self-love. And when you hear his story of how he represents himself and how he came to find out how I am, it's it's beautiful. And and there's there's parts that you're like, that doesn't feel good to me. I how are you doing that? And there's there's Christ-like, Gandhi-like, you know, things that he's doing that you're like, I couldn't do that. And it's beautiful. And I would challenge you to listen and decide, maybe I could do that. Let's have some like um acceptance for where he's at in the journey. Maybe he's in a different space and maybe you can get there. But some of what he does to me is mind-blowing. And he's a great representative for all of us. So definitely check out John. One thing I want to add before we finish the show, Chris, because we had talked about this, we keep saying the same things. Are, are you are you ready? Have you come to the table? Do you want to find your purpose? Um, one of the things that uh, Chris and I had talked about is we understand coaching isn't cheap. You know, there's a premium for it. Um, we have to earn a living doing what we do. and We do a great job at what we do. We're going to do an offer. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And you can say if you want to echo the same thing, but I'm going to give two people two. That's it two people if you're interested in doing a monthly coaching program with me it's 300 a month we'll meet twice a month we'll have a small group a little chat that we can communicate um that is a lot less than i'm charging other people right now um, i'm doing this as just a one-time thing that you can start um and it's going to be a great opportunity for you if you are thinking you need some support you want to come up with an im you know group of im statements you want to come up with mission statement vision statement we can work on that and do that together or simply look at some um, accountability partnering. So we can play with what that can look like for you. The people who do this with me currently do very well with it. Um, it's a very simple way to jump into coaching. If you're just a little off balance, we can help you find clarity and balance. So that's my offer, $300. Um, it's a good way to jump into some coaching and I'll honor that for at least three months. We'll see where that goes, but that's my gift currently. Well, thank you for putting me on the spot. I would love to do the same gift, Scott, because I love our people that are watching this. I won't publicize it. It'll be for people who watch the show. Uh, And uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got to We got to give our gifts. And uh, and I think out of that situation, what we'll ask those people since we're giving them a gift is ask them to give a gift of whatever their gift is to help somebody else out 100 no we could just pay it forward and, and make it make it a lot make it a win-win situation for everybody i mean because at the end of the day at the end of the day 
our goal is to make this world a better place for who we are and what we do. That's what we do in our coaching. That's what we do in our speaking and our lives as dads, everything in our, as husbands, our whole goal is to make this world a better place. And what if we can help you guys become better in your own situations to use your greatest gifts to go out there and make the world a better place. And then that person does it, does it. And we kind of get away from all this anger and animosity and anxiety and finger pointing and I just had a, a whole conversation with one of my friends yesterday about some of the stuff. And I was just like, Oh my God, you know, it's just no matter what you say to these people, sometimes they just don't want to change. And we know you guys that watch the show want to change. You want to grow and evolve and have a, an amazing life that you deserve. So, um, take special note to the offers that we have for you guys. And, uh, again, most importantly, be back here next Friday, 5 PM Pacific standard time, 8 PM Eastern standard time. You can always go to unfilteredexperience.com, Join the Facebook community. Let us know what you want more from us. Let us know what you're learning from these particular episodes and then we're already going to start to work on season two for you guys um so we'll be bringing that to you after all of this uh we got patricia in the house what's up patricia patty's my dear she says hello just happened on just hopped on love you too thank you patty i appreciate you we got jock broke us in the house he says what up peeps what's up jock he's going to be dr jock pretty soon marlene thank you so much for joining us tonight she says after 35 years i have had enough i can see my parachute opening up hell yeah sister Yes, 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 yes. We got Jeffrey Wolf in the house. What's up, Mr. Wolf? Because the world needs more great dads like you. Happy oh, Father's Day. Day. We need good dads. I'm with you. I'm sold on that. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. You are awesome. I have known Jeff now for all by freaking 10 years, dude. It's been like 10 years. I think it was 2013. Uh, and Marlene's just sitting there saying hi to Patty. So uh, we love you guys. If you're just getting here, you know, make sure you go back and watch. Watch the um, yeah, watch the uh, watch the beginning of the show, and uh, we're pouring our heart out into this. And again, it's a season all about who am I, what's my identity, and how we can let go of some of these limiting beliefs, start looking through the lens of love instead of the lens of fear, and really just having an amazing life and realizing the the gifts. The gifts are really in these moments, the moments that we get to share with you guys, the moments we get to share with our families, the moments we get to have it with ourselves. Keep life simple, enjoy your life have lots of laughs, have lots of love and make a difference and just enjoy and appreciate because it is very, very short. We love and appreciate you guys so much. Uh, We'll be back here next Friday and you guys will be seeing us. Thank you, Patty. Appreciate that. And Scott, I love you. I appreciate you, you, brother. I love you and I love all of you. Have a beautiful rest of the weekend and can't wait to see you on Friday for the official kickstart of this beautiful season. Yes. Go love now. Absolutely. Go love somebody. I love people.